Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys so much for being with us here as we welcome you to episode number 152 here on monday november the 4th 2019 we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again i'm joe Morata. that's michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy diddy michael are you going to participate in a no shave november is that a thing still i I you shave. haven't shaved in years, though. I don't shave it all off. I don't want to do that. Like, it, <laughs> gotta have that beard, man. I, it took a bit to get this initially. It I took don't him wanna, like years to grow that beard. Not years, but it took me like five years, three months or something to get it. And <laughs> it's true. It's at the length I like, and I know it's still a little patchy in certain places, but I'm not risking that. Don't risk it. But folks, yeah. thank you for not taking a risk either, because you know that we're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling here. There's no risk involved in that. Risk uh, the board game? Yeah. N- none of that. None of that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, though, you should do that, because not only do we have you know promotion about the show and stuff like that, you know, who cares? We have a lot of these video clips that people seem to like. Very about, rare. Uh, sometimes um, rare. Comes right? from our vault of tapes yeah. that we have. Our giant case of tapes. Yeah. Uh, so go to at OVP Podcast on Twitter if you want to follow us there. That'll be fun. You can also reach us via email if you'd like at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, on the social media platform, we have something on a website called Facebook, and you can talk to us, but also like hundreds of other retro wrestling fans. Yeah, it's quite amazing over at Facebook.com slash amazing. And you can talk about all the wrestling you want, all the old wrestling, all the maybe some of the new. Some of want. the new. You want to talk about that. Um, but to sign up for it, right, you have to use the search bar. Oh, wow. Um, keyword search bar. Right. Go over there. You type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. The tubes happen. Al Gore, uh, Kaflui. Kaflui, of course. I, 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 I didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget. The Kaflui happens, right, yep. and then boom, you're in. The operators are like, "Hey, I'm you're you're in cool." And then Kaflui, and you're in. You have to have Facebook though, right? If you don't have Facebook, you can't go Big to the giant group. evil corporation need- Facebook. <laughs> exactly. So if you have one of those, still go join the group because when you're there, here's the best part about it. We're not negative about a lot of stuff. Like we, we're not going to yell at you for mm-hmm. having a differing opinion than no. we do. Like we, do, it's fine. Like most people, if you ever go on Twitter, uh, I've been there. Sometimes people are mad. You know, like oh, how dare you like this thing that I don't like? Right. No, we don't do that around here. It's fun. We're now, supposed to be fun. The, this is the nice uh, middle school lunch table. I've heard it called. Yes, Jake um, Georgeson uh, termed it that. Yep. We're just trying to have a good time talking about the old wrestling. You know, that's what we want to do. So go to the Facebook group. A fun time there. We promise. If you have a Facebook account still, join the group. You won't regret it. Also, something you won't might not regret anyways, if you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, we have three very, very cost-effective uh, tiers. The most cost-effective in affect your cost. Uh, you'll very be able to balance your account sheets at the end of the month <laughs> right. uh, by signing up for this, obviously. Yep. Uh, it's $2, $3, and $5. That's where the rewards are there. We'll get more into that later, but check it out at least right now. Just type in patreon.com slash OVP podcast, and you can get some additional content. Now, Quinn. This is, uh, you know, last week we started our new season, season right. 16 here. 16 of OVP. whole seasons. Right. Um, 
wow, the Simpsons ain't got nothing on no, us. No, we're, we're creeping up towards them. Yeah. And our new opening segment, which we started last week, of course, we wanted to do something where, you know, in wrestling, you have some big names that most every wrestling fan would know. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. Right. I, I know him. Right? Yeah, he's, he's a big guy, right? Yeah, very big. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, him. Uh, he's got his own podcast, and right. uh, he knows the bottom line. The actor Dwayne Johnson. Right. Very uh, famous I, wrestler. I love his movie, um, Fast and Furious. Aquaman. What else? Is he in that? I he was know. in the one about the earthquake, too. Okay. Not only that, but we've also got people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Bonafide Main Eventers, right? Big stars. Your Bruno San Martino's, Andre the Giant, The Undertaker. But last week, we talked about a guy named Tito Santana. And that's all in honor of a new segment here on OVP where we really want to give our salute. To the mid-card. Wow. The mid-card, Quinn. Now, this is not the upper card. Right. It's, it's <laughs> not- the middle part of the card. <laughs> right. The middle class of wrestling. Exactly. And uh, last week, I think Tito Santana was a perfect way to introduce the segment for this season because Tito Santana was never really truly a main eventer. We're not disqualifying people that have wrestled maybe for the world title a couple of times here and there. Of course not. Um, I mean, I, usually, here's the thing. When you start to dig deep into these mid-carders, right? A lot of them came in and they're like, oh, fight the champion. And then they're just, they, they don't maybe, win. Maybe they come back one other time to fight the champ. But and other that's than about that, it. like, they're not really anything. Now, this one, Quinn, was your pick. And I still am not sold completely See, on think, his status. I, I think that's the reason I wanted to pick it. Okay. Was because and who is I that, like Quinn? the controversialness of it. The British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. David Boy Smith. David. Now, David the boy. Now, he was going to win. Whether he wanted to or not, we all know that. Right. He is also bizarre. He's very bizarre. There's a lot of things with him. He's got things that he's famous for. But he wasn't famous for being a world champion or a main eventer very often. And right. when he did touch the main event scene, it was okay. It wasn't great. So right. I don't want to get into his entire career, but he started wrestling in the late 70s at a very young age. I think he was 15 or 16. Yeah, it's so weird that he started that early because... He never seemed that old when no, he was wrestling, but no. it was like, whoa, 70s? Like, anytime you hear 70s and somebody's wrestling in the late 90s, it's weird, you're, you're right? like, this is strange. Like, Bret Hart was another one. Yeah. He's still at school, ladies and gentlemen, and Britain's youngest wrestler, Dave Boysmith, at 15 years old. Which I'm confused. Like, how, do you, how are you allowed to wrestle at age 15? You just can in England? I, I've noticed this. It's other parts around the world. Too. Yeah, I guess like, you just it's can, just right? not in America. It's everywhere else. It seems like right. you can start. Like I've heard 15, fourteen 16. before. Yeah, like, yeah. I've heard that. But anyway, so he started young, and he had a his um, big feud. I guess he had one of his notable feuds, and he was the jobber, so to speak, was with Dynamite Kid Tom Billington. They eventually became a team, as we all know, right? The British Bulldogs, and they wrestled in Japan a real lot. They wrestled in Stampede Wrestling, a Tiger, you know, Stu Hart's promotion. Mm-hmm. And then Stu uh, sold Stampede to Vince McMahon in 1984. For like two Canadian for- <laughs> pennies or something. <laughs> and three wrestlers, essentially, yeah. that he wanted, which were the British Bulldogs and Bret Hart, of course. Because why wouldn't you want Bret Hart? No, I have good matches. You know, right. so Bret's good. So that's how Davey got to the WWF in 84 was as part of this sale. So the Bulldogs immediately stormed an awesome team. Right, they were. Very good team. Um, and in fact, actually, I always thought it was interesting that the first kind of push of these, you know, Stu Hart lads over here 
was actually the British Bulldogs, not his own son, Bret Hart. It wasn't. Or anything yeah. like that. But Bret know? Hart wasn't much of anything for He's about a, a year. <laughs> it's a big cowboy. Where I come from, you better be a cowboy. Yeah. So anyway, the Bulldogs have their run uh, as the WWE of Tag Team Champions. They put on some legitimately very good matches, especially with the Hart Foundation and others. The Dream Team. The Dream Team would yeah. be the other one, WrestleMania 2. They split. Well, they don't, but they leave the WWF at the end of 1988. Yeah, they come on this like world tour or something, yes. and they're like, "We're an international great tag team." Yep. Yada yada yada. They, they acted like they were very prestigious overseas, and they were great wrestlers. The British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith, and the Dynamite Kid are the competition for Mickey Martin and Robert Gibson. And I think they split for good. I want to say in '89. Yeah, in 1990. Davy Boy Smith had, uh, I guess, acquired the rights to the British Bulldog trademark. Which, there's some kind of controversy yep. with that. Dynamite Kid is very bitter about that. Which well, he's is, very dead now, isn't he? Did he die? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Yes, oh, he yeah, did. it was recently, though. But, but, but last year, maybe? You know, yeah, yeah. Around he, the time Harley Race died. I don't think he was bitter about it until the or end somebody. or anything like that. I think he kind of made amends with all that shit. I hope but, so. Like, the point is, is that 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 Davy Boy and Dynamite were were not on terms after, after 1990 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But Davy comes back to the WWF. From what I understand, he was originally the guy they wanted to replace Brutus Beefcake at SummerSlam, but he couldn't get a visa, get a Mastercard. You got to worry about that yeah. when you're from the England. Don't leave home without it. That's actually American Express. You dickweed. Yeah, he came in though in October and. British Bulldog, the singles wrestler from 90 to 92, was very much entrenched in the mid-card. He had a, you know, a WrestleMania match with the Warlord. He had a WrestleMania match that was canceled against the Berserker, unfortunately. WrestleMania matches, 8. Too, that Warlord match is very It's actually underrated. very good. Yeah, yeah we're not being WrestleMania funny. WrestleMania 7 or whatever. It's legitimately good. He added some good stuff with Haku also in, in 90. And then, of course, his most famous match, Quinn, from the first run would be Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 92, for the Intercontinental title. Now, that only clearly closed out the show because they were in England. I mean, Savage Warrior was the real hot yeah, feud. Yeah, so you know? I, I think this is the interesting part about him. A lot of people would say, he's not a mid-carder. He wrestled, he, you know, wrestled the main event of SummerSlam. And there's more reasons coming. But, okay, I want to say this, first of all. Go ahead. That is probably the biggest mid-card match ever. <laughs> If you think about it, it's like well, yeah. no mid-card title match ever main evented a pay-per-view in a big, gigantic stadium, like 60,000. It's just not 80,000 people. Yeah, and, that, um, and that he was a, just not normal. I agree with you. And he was a big draw in the UK. Not That wouldn't have happened to the US. He wasn't that popular in the oh, US. No. He was I'm, very in the middle of the card. Would have had problems selling out the Dunkin' Donuts Center, <laughs> let alone the Wembley Stadium. Yeah, with he would main eventing with the British Bulldog. He was like on the level of someone that would feud with IRS. Right. In 92, you know, yeah, but exactly. it, because it was England, blah, blah. Then he loses to Michaels in October and he leaves because of steroids or whatever. Very in November. soundly just loses to Shawn Michaels. Cleanly, too. Like, yeah, it's just, just like, yep, whoops, you're out. Bye. You lost. Uh, and then he shows up in WCW for an ill-fated, in my opinion, run as a main eventer right. uh, in 93. So, so, again, WCW, they, they try to act like he's a big deal, and everyone's like, it's a fucking British Bulldog. Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, <laughs> he, he wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, he did have an impressive spot where he did the delayed suplex to Vader, things like that. He was involved with um, what's-his-head falling through the wall or whatever. Shockmaster, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would disappear from WCW by, I uh, believe, December of 1993. Not much, nothing really amounted to that. You know, he he fought Vader, he teamed with Sting to take on Vader and Sid, flip-flops of Doom, cheat him the evil midget. I would even argue that he wasn't really a main eventer even. He was in tag teams a bunch. Yeah, I mean, they touted him like he was a really big deal. 
Well, it's it was WCW at that point in time. They didn't really have true anybody. Anybody that came from WF was a big deal, right? So now, when he came back in '94 to the WF, he was immediately like Brett's second banana for yes. like the first chunk of that run. Oh, my friend, the British Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of like that. You know, he's gonna help me against Owen. I don't like you, Owen, and Jim yeah. Neidhart. He stinks. You know, he's got glasses now, and he looks like Tarzan. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and then Bulldog, you know, just uh, matches here and there. Fedor Michaels almost won the Royal Rumble '95, but didn't. But here's where he begins his main event run, and this is where I disagree with Quinn. I want let me okay. run through it, and then you tell me, okay? Sure. So he turns on Diesel, right. the champion, in uh, August of 1995, cuts his hair, which was very like shocking as a kid at the time. Like, I was Whoa, very short like, hair. I, that was very weird to me. <laughs> that was the weirdest I, part. I, I was right? Like what? Why, <laughs> what do you mean his hair is short? That doesn't make sense because it's like everything you've ever seen of him, it's always yeah, long, except in like the mid 80s. That was yeah. about it, right? Here comes the British Bulldog. And then he feuds with Diesel and gets a world title shot against Diesel October 95 in a horrible match. That's the one where Brett's complaining about how Bulldog put the sharpshooter on. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, there it is. The sharpshooter sits down. Well, you should learn to put it on right. Then he feuds with Brett himself December 95. A uh, good match. The Beware of Dog, I believe. No, no. Is that uh, the name of that? Season's Beatings. Great White North. No, no. Season's Beatings. Okay. Great White is October. <laughs> Sorry. Then he feuds with... Um, <laughs> Shawn. All those stupid in-your-house names. Yeah, and then he feuds with Shawn Michaels uh, in May at Beware of Dog 1 and 2. Because, uh, you know, Diana had an affair Ugh. or something. Such I don't... crap. And then he feuds with him again at King of the Ring, and then he becomes a uh, tag team champion with Owen at the right, and fall then he's of like 96. Mr. Midcard from there. Yeah. So I like to put this this way. Because he main evented a few pay-per-views. Right, I want to explain this. Please here. go ahead. Um, unlike most guys that are mid-carders most of their career, he didn't have his big when he first comes in run, which is like a lot of the guys as a that, single. You mean? Yeah, like where they just they fight for the world title, they get beat and they move on. Yeah, it took him a while to it, get to it, that. The only reason you think of it as like, oh, he's not a mid carter is because his was like delayed because he wasn't very good. Well, I, <laughs> you know what? To be fair to to you, to be yeah. fair to you, I think they only gave him that run because in like against Diesel against Brett, there was not many other people. Right, it, that's the that's other the, thing. That's the other thing. Everyone against, was all, all in WCW at that point. And Sean too. Like I remember watching as a kid, I had no investment, and I was always Team WWF. <laughs> yeah, but the NWO was on the other channel. Like, I don't care about British Bulldog. Yeah, He's not gonna beat Shawn Michaels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that says all you need to say is that oh. like. He's so mid card that oh. like literally he gets a couple world title shots and nobody was ever I know. ever convinced I he know. would be one of the main guys. And you know we, he won the European title, which means nothing. And then he, yeah. uh, I mean, truthfully, he didn't. They he, started. Oh, look how accomplished he is! They started wrestler. like adding gold yeah. all over him. And then just to close it out real quick for his career, and then we'll talk about him. He left obviously the screw job, went to WCW. Really didn't matter there. It was just oh, like, yeah. look, we have him. To me, all those. All like Jim Neidhart and all. It was just like we have them. Well, it was kind of like also. It wasn't even just we have them. It was just like Brett's a package deal. You got to bring all his stupid (laughs) friends with him. Like, like seriously. Like the only one they couldn't get was Owen. Yeah, Vince wouldn't let him go. Yeah, and that that's it. That was basically like that was the point of that. It wasn't even that like we have them. It's like. Well, I don't think Brett's going to be yeah. happy unless his, his friends are here. Gotta. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we know that he came back to the WWF and the dogs went woof woof. 
And he had the jeans. That was so bad. And it sucked. It was so bad. What a terrible end. Well, the to, music, too. That's yeah. mainly why. That should be in the bad entrance woof, music. Woof, woof. Yeah. Woof, woof. Maybe it is. Like that horrible music. <laughs> now, since this is a salute, though, to the mid-card, let's talk for a minute here in, in sincerity with, you know, actual care. What was good about Bulldog? I think he was a, a good wrestler, not an all-time Decent wrestler. wrestler. Very good. I always thought that he was... Yeah. The problem with him is that he's also decent by association, meaning that, like, I think it's inflated how good he is because he's associated with good people. Like Brett? Yeah. Like and, Owen? And, and like Tom sa- Billington? Right. Why do I keep calling him that? Dynamite Kid. It says a lot that any of his good matches that you could make the case that maybe he was carried other than well, maybe we know the Summer Sl- well like, other uh, than that, yeah i don't know about that one but we know SummerSlam 92 i mean brett's talked about it how davy forgot everything they were supposed to do right i get the imp- he was doing crack or something I, all summer yeah, i don't know i always get the impression <laughs> that he had the fortune of being paired with a lot of people that were better than him and maybe he would even admit that like I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? I do get what you mean. And that's not a slight against him. He's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. He really is. He fit in well. Like, he looked like he could hang with them. I'm just saying that I think a lot of, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, yeah, like, he sometimes had to be carried. For example, here's a good one. British Bulldog had great matches with both Brett and Sean, right? Right. Brett and Sean both had great matches with Diesel. Right. British Bulldog could not have a good match with Diesel. Exactly, because Diesel was younger and he was greener. And right. He, even though I think Kevin Nash developed into a pretty good wrestler. He knew what to do. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty decent for, like, a for big For real. For a yeah, big no, man. he, he like, was good. Uh, in all honesty. He was good. Yeah. He I knew never he was thought doing. Davey got to that point where he could be, like, a ring general. No, maybe not. That, that's probably what it is. Do you yeah. think that's the one thing that kept him lacking? Because one thing about Davey, especially in 96, 97, where the crowd pretty much turned him face when he was teaming right. with Owen, he had this likable charisma. Oh, yeah. Davey, I liked right? him. I, mean, I liked did. him when he was a face. And, and it wasn't that. It was just... Is it that? Is it the, I think I think the problem is, is that you can't put him as the champion, right? Right. And trust him to carry other people. Like, which is what a champion would generally need to have that, like, basic ability. Like, all champions, for the most part. Like, Hogan could. It, right, despite what like, people say about Hogan, he could yeah, carry I mean, like, the whole think thing. About it. He carried the Ultimate Warrior, who was really green. And True, yeah. And, and he, that's kind of why the Warrior didn't work out in the end, because he got carried so much. I guess. It's the same problem with the British Bulldog. It's that when the time came, I don't think... As much as I really like him, it's not I like a Bulldog. slight against I think he's the Bulldog. A great, great wrestler, I just great think that there, there's definitely some wrestlers that you know they can they're better they're they can hang when they're being carried and they can put it off really good. They can make themselves look like a million bucks by associating with these people. Right. But I just think that Davey was so attached to that kind of group of people and, that yeah. you know if they threw him in there with. Oh, I... IRS, for example. He was a good wrestler, too. But, yeah. It's just not going to amount to... I get what you're saying, Quinn. Uh, Do you think that was the main thing that... I I also think what may have kept him from really, truly cracking through is that he might have just not had... He had charisma, but he didn't have the whole presence of, like, a superstar. Yeah, I mean, he had that... That's all... I don't know how to put it. I will say, as a kid... And I and I'm not like a big like their physiques have to be good or whatever person. Right. But I always thought that he 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 was able to play the I'm this big strong guy very well. Absolutely. Um, 
to the point where like later in his career i knew he wasn't the strongest guy anymore Mm because like ahmed johnson came in and some other guys came in that just looked bigger than him sure um but i still always believed in my mind no matter who he was in the ring with that he was the strongest guy right like for whatever reason sure 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 yeah that's a fair way to put it yeah so overall with bulldog here to close out i think that he uh I guess yeah, he would qualify for this Quinn. <laughs> yeah, and he this has is that little run. appreciation. I appreciate, appreciate mid cardness. Yeah, I it's really not, do. The, great. I, I don't great think he's bad. Guy. It's just I, I just don't think he ever really had it to break through to right. the top. So I kind of consider him a mid card. I think you're right. I'll agree with you. Very fondly remembered one, uh, yeah. an all time you know legend status. I don't practically. know if he's in the Hall of Fame by himself. I don't but think he is. I, I think he deserved it just because like you know there's a lot of people even mid, there's a lot of mid carders in the Hall. Fame. so it's point. like he he's definitely one of those guys i think i agree with you folks let us know what you think of the british bulldog uh did he have what it takes and maybe they just didn't give it to him or maybe was he lacking something let us know that if you have any suggestions for future uh, episodes here for us to talk about we are we don't have this all mapped out so you can give us suggestions right, for yeah. there, there's there's room yeah for let us know tweaking if you if you thought man british bulldog what a weird pick like yeah. maybe you're say it say it you know what it's i mean it's okay we don't mind yeah. uh but let us know what you think and you can do that on twitter at ovp podcast you can email us or join the group but quinn when we come back i have been waiting for this one and i'm sure the fans have too it is round one of the royal flush of entrance music that's right we're gonna pull out two out of the tank see where they rank that is coming up right after this You know what, Shawn Michaels? The British Bulldog has a reputation of putting guys out when they mess with my wife. But this time, you scumbag, you pervert, you scallywag, you scum of the earth, you've messed with the wrong guy's wife. You've messed with my wife. So this time, and in your house, Shawn Michaels, I'm going to keep you conscious long enough to let you see me walk away with a title. And once I've walked away with the title, Shawn Michaels, I'm going to come back and finish you once and for all. Pervert. 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 From Harley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin, you're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 152. Here on Monday, November the 4th, 2019. Quinn, before we get to the Royal Flush, I mentioned at the top of the show we have a Patreon. It's three tiers. They're not really expensive, Quinn. Not expensive Honestly. at all. It won't, won't break the bank, it if won't. you will. The bank, the bank will be intact. Y- your accountants will be very happy with this <laughs> subscription. Mike Rotundo, all about that. Right. Uh, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Three tiers. $2 is going to get you the raw video, which is the making of every single Monday show. Maybe that sounds boring, but see, here's what's cool about it is you get to see before the show, in the breaks, if mistakes happen, if my son runs up here. Yeah. Uh, things like that, right? All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. You get stuff. to see shirts. You get to see the shirts we're wearing. And there's a backlog on the $2 tier of OVP uh, commentaries where you watch matches along with us on the WWE Network. Right. You don't just get only the, right. the live stuff. And... The Mount Rushmore and Death Valley extras that we did for a while. Wow. So you get a lot of stuff for just $2. Now, if you want to add one more dollar to that, we're talking $3 a month, folks. Not $3 a day, not $3 a week. $3 for an entire freaking month. 
You're going to get all the stuff we just mentioned, but you're going to add on to that bi-weekly, every other Friday. Quinn and I are watching WWF in 1983. We're going in the, we're in February now, Quinn. Already in February, uh, the Donald P. Morocco era has great. Is fully upon us. Yep. It is glorious and great. And it's the last year of the Backland era, thankfully. Thank so that, goodness. So you watch that along with us every other Friday. You get the video or audio if you just want to listen to it. It's only on the $3 tier. It's cheap. It's easy. And then all you got to do is tack on two more bucks to have everything that we offer literally on the Patreon. Yeah. Everything that we just mentioned, right? $5 total. For $5 a month, you get now monthly pay-per-view reviews, which people are into. Some people are like, man, I can't wait to hear your WrestleMania 4 review. I got to join Patreon and right now. These aren't throwaway 45-minute kind of thing. No, no. These are like two and a half hours. Three generally. and a half yeah, hours. Not, well, WrestleMania 4, but yeah. Two tapes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and really, we'd put uh, just the same amount of effort that we do into our, our Monday shows for those. Those are fully produced, fully edited. They're, uh, we're not ripping you guys off, really. And if you want some extra OVP content, if you want to support the work we do, go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And look, we're not expecting everyone to do that. We understand some people just want to listen to the free show, and we appreciate that. But if you want to support us, and if you want more OVP, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And Quinn, now it's time. <laughs> it's I've time been waiting, for me, man. It's time for me to hear the flush music, <laughs> yes. first of all. So, because that's always the tradition. <laughs> yes, the uh, first last one. Week, last week I heard the rankings music. Yep, yep. This week I hear the flush <laughs> music and I react to it. We'll see what that, how that goes. But it's time for the worst theme music ever. That's right. Yeah. What we do, Quinn, right, with the Royal Rankings and the Royal Flush is before the season starts, we tell you the category. And in this case, it was entrance music. You guys give us your top 10 and your bottom 10. And we give you like weeks to come up with that. You know, we compile them all together. I've, there was a lot of comments lot. In, in this one. Once we get all these names, we have a tank for the best and a tank for the worst. And every week, and we alternate the weeks, we're going to pull out two names. So last week we did the rankings. Right. We pulled out Ric Flair and The Undertaker, random drawing, and we rank them. Now we're going to do it for the flush. By the end of the season, though, what you're going to have, folks, is the Definitive, OVP, scientific, non-GMO, organic, ordained, best and ordained, ordained, best and worst entrance music of all time. Quinn, we talked last week real quick uh, about what makes a good theme. Right, right, we talked about like catchy and fun, get you amped up, all set to watch the matches. Right. So, Michael Quinn, what makes a bad theme? Um. Well. The opposite of all those things, first of all, that right. like you, you're like, ugh. like as soon as you hear it, like, I don't know if this was nominated. I'm just as an example. When I was a kid, we always thought the big boss man's like second theme was just the worst. The heel fucking theme. thing ever. In 98. It, like my friend used to always tell me, I want to take a dump when I hear his music. <laughs> like it literally like cue. I want to go take a shit. Wasn't it like. Yeah, that shit. But that's just like an example. Just really bad. Gets I don't, you annoyed. It gets you annoyed, maybe. Maybe it doesn't fit the character. The other thing is sometimes where it's not even music. Like, it's just like noises. Noises, <laughs> noises is usually uh, uh, definitely uh, a sign that you don't have good entrance to music. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point, Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Noises. Uh, I think that maybe one where if it doesn't fit the character where it's like such a juxtaposition to the actual character, that might That's be a bad too, one, yeah. too. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's, there's, there's some things here. Uh, so why don't we do this now? The time for talking, I'd say, Quinn is through. And the turkey is, is ready. It's upon, uh, especially it's, it's November. out of the oven. It's really getting there. And I, I can smell the shit. <laughs> Let's do it. So why don't we go down to Howard Finkel and the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now. 
best one you've ever done. It is the Royal Flush Holy of shit. entrance themes. And well, we're here. Hey, turn those Whoa. toilets down. And that, that still hasn't gone away. And speaking <laughs> of that, that is an entrance theme, these toilets. This is yeah, what, could we, that Mr. Might, Hopper? It might even be nominated for all we know. <laughs> all right, oh, enough hey. with this. Okay, now. Could it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be amazing if somehow, like, the... The, the flush music itself yeah, but, is like nom- it is nominated. <laughs> like, how do we even talk? We're like already playing it yeah. all the time. So, Quinn, uh, we've heard uh, the intro there, which, hey, we're going to see what we have coming on. But I think it's time. I like I th- your fade with the I'm an ass man. Whatever. <laughs> it was very good. Thank you very much. I think now, though, it is time to find out who drew number one, Quinn. This song. Oh, interesting. This is number one. I was just saying how the the fade to Ass Man. But here we go. Number one is the Mr. Ass Man. I like this song. I'm very, very, very upset that this made it. I kind of have a I have a love hate relationship with this song. So this is obviously Billy Gunn. You know, 1999. Uh, Basically, he's an Ass Man. uh, He is the Ass Man. Yeah, not Kramer. Hugh Hugh Kramer. (laughs) You are the Ass Man. (laughs) Whatever the lady at the DMV. Yeah, exactly. Cosmo Kramer, you are the ass man. So, Quinn, what is your love-hate relationship with Billy Gunn's ass theme? So, I love the song itself, like the beat or whatever. It's kind of catchy. It's, it's like, very 80s. It's bumpy. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. The, it's hair metal it's almost. It's the ass man, of course. <laughs> like, And you're just like, you want to like dance with him, dance your little ass down to the ring, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Doesn't that sound like Sammy Hagar? It does. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, but go ahead. My, my, I think my problem with it and most people's problem with it is the lyrics are insane. They fit the character. So many asses, so little time, like all that shit. Maybe he like never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. <laughs> yeah, did Vince I, Russo write this. And, and the funniest part about this song, he probably is, did. This is what <laughs> he probably did. This is one of the only themes that I was so appalled at what I was hearing that I needed to look up the lyrics when they came out. I remember like reading them for real. Yeah, because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, like what are they saying? And like, <laughs> I needed to know like exactly. Exactly. It's so it's so good. Well, the music is good. That's but, that's that's my problem. Listen, he likes to kick him. He shoves asses. I love to stick him. All right, let's get yeah. weird. Okay, all right, maybe you have yeah, a point here. Yeah, the, the lyrics are so bizarre. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't mind the musicality of the song, like you said. I hated. And I mean, it, it, a 13 years old, 14 years old right. when, when he was a thing, I hated that they changed his name from Badass Billy Gunn, which I thought was a cool name. I, that is a cool name. And then every week to have about Mr. Ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. shut the fuck up, now, Mr. Ass. But I always it's associate stupid. that, too, with the more cuddly, friendlier DX, where it's like... But they were heels. He became more Mr. Ass when he was... As DX became... DX Face, Happy right? Edition or whatever, but, like, but mainly he was a heel, right? Yeah, when he was Mister Ass, when he was bat badass Billy Gunn or B A Billy Gunn, whatever. That. That's <sighs> when the New Age Outlaws were absolute dicks. Like, yeah, when, but in ninety nine, when shit out of Terry Funk and all that, like, <laughs> yeah. But he turned heel in ninety nine. Remember, he feuded with The Rock, true, and he was Mister Ass during but that. They, they adapted the fun, goofy version to like, oh, he's just arrogant and an asshole, an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Do you think Mr. Ass is a stupid name for a wrestler? Yes. Like, 
Mr. Fuji, fine. Yeah. Mr. Saito, fine. Mr. America. Mr. America, fine. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Asna. Didn't we do a uh, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Wrestling's Mr.'s? Maybe. On, on the I, Patreon, I think the next he definitely made um, <laughs> Death Valley. I think he did. Yeah, this song though is such a good song musically, and that's where I struggle. It really is like it's catchy and it's very. I can't figure out the band. It sounds like not like Def Leppard, you but said like, like Sammy Hagar. It sounds a little like, like Sammy Hagar singing. I know yeah. it's not. It's got that like very it, like a pop metal sound, like very yeah. nineteen ninety one. Listen, I, I get the I get the love for the music. It's I, great. Uh, it's just like it's like having a good song and then taking a dump all over it from well, your ass. Exactly. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? It's like look at look at these lyrics. Like, can you please? Yeah, yeah. Can you look them up? In the meantime, I want to listen more to this because I just think it's a very catchy song. I'm gonna tick them, kick them. It's good music, folks. I'm I'm telling you. Okay, if let you me, don't like let, the music, let, to let this. me um let me read some of these lyrics for you. Please so, do it. Some, here's some of the main verses. Selected I, I, verse from I'm an ass I'm man. Gonna, I'm gonna read a couple, so give me a minute. Okay, please, Quinn. <laughs> I, there's three I want to pick out. So we are waiting. I love to love them. I love to kick them. I love to shove them. I love to stick them. I love to flaunt them. I love to watch them. I love to pick them. Wait, and I'm wait, 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 wait. I love to pick them. Pick asses? Yeah, I love to pick them. Like, pick your own butt. Or maybe, maybe he's saying I want to pick the best butts. To do what with? Uh, to, to stick them, I guess, some, right? Or kick them. Well, I, maybe the next... Maybe the next Is um, lick in here? Is lick in this thing? Lick. No, That's, they didn't go that far. Mm. But let's let's read on here. Um, oh, can we? Because then it's, I'm an ass man. Right, right, right. Yeah. So then the next verse. So many asses, so little time. A little tight one can stop me on the dime. Excuse me. I'm a lover of every kind. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. Oh, I'm an ass man. <laughs> no, 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 the next one. I can't believe how many verses on this there are. It's by a the very way. long song. Yeah, here's, here's a good one. All right. Buns of glory, buns of steel. Your eyes will give away. The truth of how I feel. Are you serious? You walk behind me. I feel that heat. What? <laughs> That's why the girls don't walk behind me down the street. Wait, wait, wait. I'm an ass man. So who? <laughs> but why would the girl? So his ass is good. Also, yeah. I don't understand. So hang on now. He really likes asses, or his ass is really good. Or is it both? I think it's both. So that's, he that's likes the, his that's ass. That's the impression I'm getting from the, the ass man well, lyrics. He, he did say he was the primo ass or whatever, yeah, right? I am the primo ass. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. The premier ass. The premier ass. Yeah. I just can't believe it says buns of glory, buns of steel. It's like amazing <laughs> that that's a lyric on a on a freaking song here. If it was WCW, he'd be Mr. Butt. <laughs> Mr. Buns. <laughs> Mr. Butt. Yeah. Mr. Rear. Mm-hmm. Mr. Derriere. TNT sensors, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch out, AEW. They're coming for you. <laughs> He'd be Kip Keister. <laughs> yes. So, there we go. So, yeah, we'll have to see where this goes ranking time. But I'm upset that it made it because I fucking love the music part. I feel the heat, Joe. That's, I can't, so, is he ripping ass? Yeah, that's the other thing. Are they talking about farting at the end? Because how do you feel heat from an ass other than you just walk like behind me, purely I just shitting out heat. of it? What is that? That's why mean? the girls don't walk behind me, me on the street. So his down. ass is farty and smelly. Oh no, it's horrible. You're right, terrible. Okay, are we ready to now? Def- 
<laughs> Are we ready now to find out uh, who drew number two? Because I don't know if we could possibly follow can, this. Can anybody follow those buns of glory or and steel? Really bringing up the rear here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to find out? Sure. Let's find out, folks, who drew number two. Just the regular the, kind. The fucking noises, isn't well, it? Okay. And, 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 and uh, exhibit number two, <laughs> yeah. just fucking noises. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Yeah. You're right about that. Now, I gotta say this about this is Diesel. Honk. Honk, honk. 93 to early 95, yeah. right? I will say this for Diesel it fits the character. Yeah, just uh, well, he's got to restart the car, right? Why is he turning it off? I don't know. Is it just so, a loop of this? this like would, this would be like if some guy came into the World Federation and is like, "I'm a mechanic," and like it's just <laughs> a bunch of like car noises. And but but Diesel it's was the same thing. But Diesel was a truck driver. Let's right. be fair. Right. Yeah, but now, he never had a truck. They never showed a truck. They show a truck when he had, not the Titan Tron, but like the precursor. You see yeah, the truck coming at the screen, the square screen. Well, we don't know that that's him driving. Yeah. It might not be him, I, I've right? I've never seen him in a truck in my life. There were no vignettes of Diesel driving a truck, right? Because he was a bodyguard first. He wasn't even in a, like, a wrestler at He first. was a Teamster. We found that out last week. Yeah, Teamster. He was in the Teamsters union. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Was yeah. that is that literally the only reason that Survivor Series team was called that? Yes, and they're on That's a team. so stupid. But they're also on a team. Yeah, it's just dumb. But yeah, I mean, Diesel's first theme was so awful that like they knew they fucked up because when he became champion <laughs> right. and he was a face, they were like, you know what, we got to change this. And obviously, I think there's a good excuses any to play his second theme, the right? The Roseanne version. The Roseanne version, which is so good. Now it starts off the same way, and you're like, oh no, yeah. But then it gets so jolly, and here it is. So okay, we got so okay, car we got started. Hong Kong. Yep. But so good. Starring John Goodman, now, L- Lacey Goranson. Now, Sorry, I, Gilbert. I've got to admit, yes. Um, there's a couple of pay per views where this entrance hits, and I am like rooting it's hard. It's always for him. good. Yeah, this it, theme is good, and like the crowd does pop for it usually it's a when good it hits. Theme, and and it, it's great. You know why this entrance is this one's good? Why? Is because it starts with the truck coming towards the fucking tri- Titan Tron, yeah. and the honk honk hits, and it's like. <laughs> And he like fucking like puts the hand yep. up, and it's like the pyro, and all. And the other one is just like oh, oh nothing for it's a million just like years, he's just standing around. Remember when they come down at Survivor Series '93 in the opener? The heel team comes down to this theme because like IRS was the captain, but he didn't have music, right? Right. So they all come down to Diesel's music, and it's like playing for a million years. It's, it's just so horrible, fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta give him credit, Quinn. Yeah. It fits. That's the one it thing fits. about it. Now, you know what I've always thought is weird? And maybe this is just me yeah. hearing the Diesel theme for so long. Yeah. I feel like there's a weird musicality to it. There's like, not. To it, this? It's only because that, like, there's something menacing about the the way it's honking. I don't know how else to say it. 
What if there's like a part towards the end where something else happens that no one knows about? <laughs> that would be, let's just keep it on then. Because you know what the funny thing also is? is I remember, maybe this is why I felt like, like we're there, on a construction site. It sounds really stupid, but I think there was a part of me that thought maybe there's some kind of music to this. And there's I'll, not. Let me explain Go to ahead. you why. Yeah, yeah, please. It's because I remember a lot of the times. Right. And this is going to sound really stupid, but I remember a lot of the time seeing Sean do the strip dance to this. Oh, yeah, like SummerSlam 92, like, Survivor, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe he's hearing something that I'm not, because he was like, <laughs> he was like going with it. Like, and I was just like, how the hell is he dancing he's to that? Sean. Yeah, I was just, I was just like always amazed by it. And uh, maybe it just in my brain put the illusion of musicality to the song. Yeah, there isn't any like, There isn't. But it's, it's really this. funny because I just remember Sean coming out like acting like this was the catchiest thing <laughs> fucking ever as he's like dancing all over the place and it's kind of funny. I think, yeah, I remember him doing that, especially SummerSlam 94. He dances around with that. I yeah. remember that. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Super Nintendo WWF Raw video right. game version. Let's take a listen to that because this as a kid, when I used to rent this game, this music sucks. It sucked. It, it yeah. like hurt me. It hurt my feelings. Here it is. <laughs> it's so bad. Listen to that. That weird like reverb. Yeah. No, but that. And that. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to make it music. Ugh. It hurts. Now, do you know like why that sounds the way it sounds? Because of the Super Nintendo's chip processor but for specifically the. So the weird thing that some people don't know about the Super Nintendo chip, and maybe this will help us later in more, because there's (laughs) there's definitely video game music on wrestler music and stuff like that. But the Super Nintendo chip, how it worked was it was all samples, and you basically put the samples on each key, Mm -hmm. and that's like how you, there was no actual like music to it. It was There was like no musical notes. It was just like you could just put samples on buttons and then play them. That's what it was, right? Yeah. So it, that that is all just straight samples that they probably took, and then they're all like they have to be made smaller and shit, like because like get, the, yeah. like eight bit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, bit. It's like terrible. Now Diesel obviously only had this theme when he was right before he became champion, or right like right after he became champion, they changed it. Right. Right. So it didn't. We didn't have to deal with too much of it. It wasn't as upsetting, you know, yeah. to me as. Ass man, which I feel like I heard so many now, times in '99. Do you think this is a case of that it made him more a heel? Oh hell yeah! I mean, like because well, he had uh, like he had noise music, which is always like <sighs> that's always a sign. Like, yeah, no faces have noise music. That's yeah, for just sure. Like just the worst, just so, so annoying. You think by design it's supposed Did to? Did Hopper technically was a face for like a second? No, wasn't he like goofy at some point? No, no, no. He was always a heel. I just th- something with a hog pen. I don't know. He wasn't in the hog pen. That's Henry Godwin. Or, I forget. He got. He had to fix the toilet. I forget. What oh happened. no! He got the turd. poop out of. The, he got the poop out of the pool. Right. And I always thought he was a face in no, that he's just doing very his job. particular situation. He's a grumpy plumber, but yeah. he was just. He okay. gets paid to be a plumber. They okay. make a lot of money, right. from what I understand. I, I just mean to say is that's the only time I ever thought of him as a face. So I was wondering if there was this brief like two second run. Oh, I don't believe face. so. But are plumbers in a union? But they're in the plumbers union, right? Well, Not he the teamsters. Been on the teamsters. I'm going to look right now. Plumbers, teamsters. Are the teamsters still even in existence like uh, uh plumbers and pipe lifters teamsters wait okay. a minute hang on now whoa i need to find this you're, out right you're now on the teamster union teamster.org plumbers and pipe fitters hoffa calls on north dakota governor to help pipeline workers how old is that article? i don't know let's find out i thought he's in the giant stadium still that's never been proven <laughs> what do you mean 
Jimmy Hoffa Jr., right? Teamsters General President Jim Hoffa. How many Hoffas are there? Knock, knock. Who's there? Hoffa. Hoffa who? You have Hoffa brain, so shut the fuck up. It's quite a dynasty, the Teamsters. Now, who killed Jimmy Hoffa? The Mafia? I thought so, but I also thought maybe somebody on the New York Giants did it. No, who who would have done it on the Giants? When did he die? 76 like or something? Or no, 70s or something? 76. Well, then Jimmy Hoffa. Let's find out. I love that this is, of course, we, well, that Teamsters thing really stuck with us the other day when we were talking about it. Was. It was. Um, so, yeah, Jim Hoffa is the one that runs it now, but he... um. Wait, are you serious? Jimmy is it Hoffa, like just his son? Probably. He went missing July 30th, 1975. He was declared dead on July 30th, 1982. I guess there's a seven-year statute. Maybe a missing limited. person yes. kind of situation. A long time. Uh, but he was only the president of the Teamsters until 1971. So what happened between 71 and 75 that pissed... You know the story but, a little bit, don't you? I don't I, I don't remember it. I mean, he had dealings, according to the movie Hoffa, which who knows if that's even true. Who played him? Jack Nicholson. Sounds about right. Yeah. Is it a good movie? I like... You've never seen Hoffa? I mean, it's like... True story? <laughs> it's weird because there's times where they try to, like, make him glorious, and then there's other times where they're just like, he's shady as fuck. Like, that movie is like... <laughs> that movie's weird. It's all over the place. Right, right. Um, His early work is considered good. Right, And, okay. like, his later work is very shady. <laughs> now, there was a Mythbusters special called The Hunt for Hoffa, uh, and they didn't find him. I don't... They don't think that he's there. Okay, Have so... Have they dug up well, that well, zone, it's not even the same now, end zone anymore. It's gone. Yeah, Met Life is different from yeah from Met Death apparently. Stadium, yeah. <laughs> if I recall, right. when they tore down um, Giant, Giant Stadium. Stadium, they did do one more check because they were tearing down the whole place, just like a curiosity check, and they didn't find anything. Yeah. I think that's was the ultimate. Thing. Even if they did, he's dead anyway. Well, I mean, they thought, what, what if we find, like, some bones or something? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Just in case. Like, <laughs> because in it has a bit of the long-standing rumor in New Jersey. Time. Yeah. 40-some years. Newsflash. This just in. Jimmy Hoffa actually disappeared because he was hiding. He was hiding because he didn't want to hear your insipid, inane tangents about events from 45 years ago. Why did Jimmy Hoffa cross the end zone? To get the fuck away from you. All right, Quinn, so I think it's ranking time. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa notwithstanding, watch the movie Hoffa, I guess, for uh-huh. more information yeah, on that. for more information, and uh, I'm sure the Diesel theme is somewhere in that movie also. <laughs> so let's talk about it. We've got Ass Man, which is an actual song, mm-hmm. a very catchy tune with hideous lyrics. So many asses, so little, so little time. time. Yeah. And Diesel, which is really not a song. There's nothing it's, to say much about it. It's just It's noises. horns and engines. Yeah. If we were talking about the Roseanne version, then that'd be a different story because that's good. Exactly. I think based on, well, all right, what do we got here? They both fit their respective characters, good or bad, for better yeah. or for worse, but they do, right? Yep. Mr. Ass has a song about ass. Right. Diesel. That's a song about, about trucks. Diesel engine, trucks, yep. horns, things like that. So this so, is a situation where... I hate to say it, Joe. What? But what? Don't know. Is it possible? No. no that the lyrics no, are no. Mr. Ass enough. Nay. That like the noises somehow Nunca. are better. Nine. No, no. No way, Quinn. Because that's a catchy tune. It's buoyed by its catchiness. Buoyed. Buoyed. Buns of glory. Buns of steel. Your eyes will give away the truth of how I feel. Okay, you want to hear the lyrics of Diesel song? <laughs> A little tight one can stop me that's, on a dime. That's Joe. fucked up. That that's messed up. <laughs> I'm right. a lover of every kind. Well, the you... best surprises always sneak up from behind. 
it's hard to defend that. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I know, I know. That's my problem. Those are great singers though in that uh, <laughs> in that song. Uh, they yeah, sound like trucks. Which one annoys you more when you hear it? Um the diesel one. Yeah, that's now, the thing, Quinn. Now, do you think the singers behind um the diesel music were Tedeschi and trucks? <laughs> because they seem like I mean, it was never credited, really, but there's no way to know. That's good. Yeah. I got to give you full credit on that joke. That's yeah. a good joke. The Derek Trucks band, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Uh, no, but seriously, I think Diesel's theme is worse because it's not a song. It's just noises. And part of our criteria is that if it's, you know, I mean, look, we have to be broad here because we don't know. What, we got eight more names throughout the course of the season. We don't know what we're going to have to be dealing with and how bad or good it's going to be. But I think Ass Man, if not for the lyrics, is a fantastic song. It's got the I'm an ass man. It's got the catchy like. The it's hook. also it's also saying the hook. I'm an ass man. Well, like it's, it's, we could say the same term and it could mean two different things to two different people. <sighs> Like yeah. it could be catchy, and it could be like, "Wow, what a piece of shit!" But, but it's coming very, out of an ass man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. It's no, it's fine. It's very of its time, right? For better or for worse. Whereas Diesel's is timeless, I guess, because you know engines. Uh, I mean, those are those from are eighteen hundreds. Those are noises. When was the carbureted engine the, the invented? First combustion engine. Yeah, combustion. Eighteen nineties, yeah. maybe so late eighteen eighties. So a hundred years of a uh, Diesel's theme. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Maybe. Was he from Detroit in his, like, you know, his fake location where he was from? I think so. That he, wasn't has, he? he has to be, right? I know. Wasn't he also sometimes from Las Vegas or something? I can't remember. Maybe. Wasn't he from both? <sighs> wasn't he? The Diesel character, I don't know where he was built from. Oh, uh, yeah, Detroit, Michigan, Diesel. Uh, Detroit? Yeah, it was That's definitely Detroit. Are you with me, though, that mm, Diesel's theme might be worse because it's not a Just, theme? It's not a theme. In yeah. the video game, he's built from Las Vegas. Maybe that's why, but it says on the two dudes with attitudes Wikipedia that what? Diesel Shut in that up. team was was built from Detroit, Michigan. Well, you know, Sean obviously from uh, San Antonio. Yes, um, it's just I'm just going by the two dudes with attitudes page. Is Weasel's theme worse? Weasel's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or is Mister Ass's theme worse? He's an ass man. I'll say that Diesel's is worse. I will agree with you I in this rare instance. To. But <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's not a fucking song. It's just noises. Of yeah. course it's worse. Did they ever like combine Sean's music no, with the but... horns? Like where no. they did the like horns and then it faded into Sean's no, music. No, but now were... I have to right now. Yeah. So we're gonna go with diesel. Okay, yeah. Diesel is a little that's bit better. The final Final, is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Regis? Yeah, a really easy one. Usually it's like this first flush, first, first ranking. First ranking, and then it's going to get more intense because we have more stuff coming here. Right. I'd like to say congratulations to Diesel's theme, though. Yes, Quinn. Holy shit. It's it's really hard to be like the worst song ever All made. season, especially. Yeah. We'll see if you can defend yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so without further ado here, it is officially, they are ranked, folks. <laughs> at number one is Diesel. Yeah. That's right, the horn version. And at number two, pulling up the rear, coming up from behind, uh-huh. if you will, <laughs> the caboose. At the bottom is uh, the ass man. It's a pretty appropriate spot. Hopefully yes. he can keep it just for, just for theme purposes. Oh, because everybody him after him is getting like shit out of him. <laughs> yes, literally. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and folks, that is the uh, first.
first round there are the Royal Flush Diesel and the Ass Man. Let us know your rankings and your flushings. You can do that over on our Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, let's go down to Florida and see what's going on down there. It's been a while. It uh, has been. So it has been. We'll, we'll see. Do, how- we'll join the alligators and all yeah, that. and the crocodiles yeah. and all those things. So it'll be a Florida Championship Wrestling coming up right after this. What is this music? His name was James R. Hoffa. reason to love him. Some had a reason to fear him. He did what he had to do. 20th Century Fox presents Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, Hoffa, rated R. Here with the song Shame, Tedeschi Trucks Band. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 152. And before we go down to Florida and review some uh, good old wrestling from down there from the south... We want to tell you about some other podcasts that also talk about some wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's three friends of the show, and we're going to shout them out for you. There's the wrestling podcast about nothing, WPAN. Quinn, it's not about nothing. It's about wrestling. It's not about the radio. It's about wrestling. <laughs> right. um, it's got Mike Crockett on it. The Yes, a retired referee. The most retired ref. Um, it's got a wrestler, too. Big, big daddy. Yeah. <laughs> big, the biggest big daddy. daddy, Mike Crockett. Yep. Uh, it's got a wrestler. He is uh, Brian Malone's Quinn. They call him the brawler, but you don't call him that. It's really called the Wine City Whaler. Wine City. Weller, so, yep. if, you're not, if you're not caught up on Ring of Honor, that reveal is coming soon. His partner is the Beer City Bruiser, so naturally he's the Wine City Weller. Right. They were brothers the whole yes, time. The like it was just time. it was it was a big secret. And uh, but this show shouldn't be a secret because it's a good show. These two talk about their experiences working in the wrestling business. One is a ref, one is a wrestler. Or they also talk about their experience as fans of wrestling growing up in the Hulkamania era, if you will. So check it out. It is a fun show. It's called The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, but it's not about nothing. It's about wrestling. Also, Quinn, there's a show that comes out on Thursdays that the critics just go gaga for. They're they're <laughs> writing about it in all the magazines and uh, Newsweek, it, all the um the podcasts like news type magazines, the industry like, journals. Industry, yes, yeah, you have to have a podcast for them to write the trade to get journals, on the mailing right. list. But Swifties. like, you know, I've been yeah, I've been reading about this. They keep talking about it. They're like, this is the example of like how you should make your podcast. Right. Like, it's one guy. Yeah. So you and I are doing it wrong already. So we're already failing. <laughs> um, it, it's, if you have a two man podcast. It says in this article, screw like, get you. The fuck out of yeah. here. Like, uh, just stop it. Because <laughs> move over. PD Winston hosts Greetings from Allentown, GF Allentown. Now, this is a good show because he'll take an old episode of wrestling, much like we do, but he'll do it for the entire show, unlike us. And somehow this guy finds things to talk about for an hour and 40 minutes that have nothing to do with wrestling. Much of the way we were, we were talking about the Teamsters earlier. Yeah. Like the actual Teamsters. He'll do shit like that. Yeah. We, for the we, whole show. Well, uh, obviously, we read those trade journals, yes. so we got some tips. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Pointers. Trying to catch up to uh, yeah. the guy that started after us. So <laughs> check out Greetings from Allentown, though. In all seriousness, very fun show about retro wrestling. And, man, this one you don't want to miss, because if you like our retro wrestling and you also like the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, if you I like- think Je- has Jeff Foxworthy been on this show? <laughs> yes. Maybe. If you like King of the Hill, uh, you'll like... If you like Smoky Mountain Wrestling, though, in the NWA, you will like... 
booking the territory with Mike Mills and his crew of unprofessionals. That's right, because they are the unprofessional wrestling podcast. I've and heard they, that. They, so much success. So little professionals. So little professionals. <laughs> yeah. They are very unique, and they do what they do better than anybody that does what they do. It is booking the territory. They go through Smoky Mountain, and they go through the NWA slash WCW, and they do it in a way that's different than us. They are our Southern Fried Brethren. Big ups to Mucko and uh, big ups to yeah, Mucko. The territory. Forgot yeah. that Mucko. We when, are we, when are we getting Mucko? I want we Mucko. We should get the scoop We're and getting get Mucko. Mucko. That's yeah. right. Uh, but really, check out the three friends of the show. Wrestling podcast about nothing. Greetings from Allentown and booking the territory. And Quinn, speaking of territories... Like I said, we're, we took a jolly trip down to Florida this week. Yeah, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we go to the territories, yep, uh, see what they're doing down there. Yeah. Uh, that, this is obviously live. This this, this the show is live, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was a very pleasant trip. I had no problem, no real qualms with this. We're going to get into it. Uh, but let's first talk about it. Florida Championship Wrestling was an outgrowth, if you will, of the original championship wrestling from Florida territory. Right, I, was trying, I was actually wondering about this because yes. they were something. They said something about PWF, the Correct. Professional Wrestling right. Federation, which I was like, what? So let's get into that. Yeah. So the championship wrestling from Florida territory of the NWA was, I believe, I'm doing this offhand, I think 61 to 87, okay? It was a long territory. It was where Gordon Soley could be found often. Dusty Rhodes made a right. big name for himself down there. That got bought out by Jim Crockett Promotions in 1987 as part of Crockett's national expansion. Mm -hmm. However, Dusty Rhodes in 1988, when he was not in JCP anymore after getting fired from JCP, but before going to the WWF, he was instrumental in restarting the territory as Florida Championship Wrestling, which by the end of 1988 into 1989, I think it was, started being promoted under the PWF banner, which was really nothing. It was their attempt to sound like they had their NWA. It said Federation in it, so yes. th- th- it's like, oh, it's very official. Right Now, what I kind of get the gist out of this show, just on an aside here, is that this is like Florida Championship Wrestling, the next generation, with like Dustin yeah. Rhodes as their Picard, basically. Yes, right, like, right. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. That's like, a very good point, actually. Yeah. Now, this promotion did not last too much longer. Dusty would leave right around this time. This is from June. So Dusty left right around this time or maybe in May to go to the WWF. But it is an interesting snapshot. A lot of recognizable names. We're going to get to them. Like almost right. everyone on yeah, the show. We know. I know everyone on this show. Right. Good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, so, Quinn, why don't we get into this? It is Florida Championship Wrestling. It is June 17th, 1989. And a rather or intro welcomed us. Yeah, it's very NBA Jam halftime. <laughs> like the, you know what I mean, where that guy with the goggles does the dunk. Horace Grant. Yeah. Yeah, guy with the goggles. I, sorry. The one I, guy yeah. with the goggles. One, you're right. He is one of the only guys that had the goggles. <laughs> but, but he does the dunk and like the pixelated like the fist pixelated pump. fist pump. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that whole thing. That was like That's what the intro. this intro reminded me of. Very video game. And the, well, the boxes were very small where right. they were showing all this action in. What do yeah, you think? I was, of the, I, I was almost hoping for the like, din, 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 and to the Ass. Yeah. Mr. Ass. What did you think of the theme? Um, the theme of this? Okay, right. It was whatever. It was yeah. decent. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. Uh, and it does mention, Quinn, that all events are sanctioned by the PWF, the Professional Wrestling Federation. The pro Wrestling Foot. Um, <laughs> It literally, it just said PWF at that point, so I didn't know it what was it was. Actually, right? Yeah, I yeah. was just like, "What is it? Pro wrestling foot? What, like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean?" And who, who? RC Randy Roberts, president. Like, who the hell is that? You know, I feel like they just 
sometimes they do this where they're like, oh, he sounds like he's really preppy and like <laughs> rich she? if you put like an initial instead. Yeah. H. Ross Perot, right? Yeah, like, like that type like of thing. J.P. Pennypacker. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gordon Suplay is our host, so he's still there. Hey, thank you. Thank you so very, very much. And welcome once again to Florida Championship Wrestling. Gino Cuddy, I know you're out there somewhere, buddy. He'll be happy to have Gordon Suplay here with us, Quinn. He's here today. And he's uh, joined by that classic partner. It's my pleasure to have with me, of course, uh, uh, today, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. I'll be talking to him in just a moment. Diamond Dallas Page? Mm-hmm. What? what? Yeah, he, he's looking. That's actually interesting because you don't see Diamond Dallas Page look this young generally. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's like thirty three already, but he still looks see, young. He's still like, oh, okay, like he's not like forty three, <laughs> yeah. which is what we're used to. Which seeing is when he wrestles. Yeah. yeah. So he has like Sammy Hagar's hair and nineteen eighty four Beefcake's coat. That yeah. hair is hideous. <laughs> yeah. He looks nuts. Sunglasses. It's very fluffy though. Also, it's like super fluff. Yep. It's like it hasn't gotten ratty yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for those of you that might not know, DDP uh, did not even start wrestling until 1991. Isn't that crazy? He was, How isn't long that, was he involved in wrestling before he actually wrestled? Three. I think he started in 88. He's very new to the business here, from what I understand. He seems to be kind of like a natural for it, though. Oh, I don't, man. Like, I don't feel like he's like... He's great. Yeah, like he Serious. feels like he's, he belongs here. There's people that have been a WWE announced crew for five, eight, ten years that suck at it. Yeah, it's true. And this guy was brand new to the business and he just has like all a lot of nuance already how come you know it's funny how has he not been a guy that was hired for even commentary just even like promos help charisma to this day like you could throw him on wf now he's just likable he'd probably just like he'd be like what's going on and then he'd be like okay and then he would like know exactly what to talk about and like put it over correctly i think it's just that he um he has a lot of what you can't teach. It's just a lot of built-in natural charisma and innate ability, I think, is really what it, it really comes down sell to. Also going to, like, a bar. Yeah, which like, we'll get a lot of. Well. Uh, Gordon Soley wants to announce to uh, us fans here that the Nasty Boys have won the Florida Tag Team Championship, Quinn. <laughs> That's, That's very great. prestigious belts. And actually, uh, Soli says, well, they've garnered the belts. But, yeah, uh, I don't know what that means. That's how he talks. Yeah. Uh, so DDP and Suplay are from like a generic looking studio. You know, the blue curtain behind uh, him. Nothing yeah. fancy. I mean, it's in the definitely the same room as the ring that they just put a blue curtain to make it look like they were somehow yeah, further away. Exactly. But they're not. They're, not. they're like, like two feet in front of the <laughs> ring, probably. <laughs> yep. Uh, DDP butts in to say that the uh, Terminator is going to be defeating Dustin Rhodes tonight. So Quinn, I didn't know Arnold Schwarzenegger was right. wrestling. Yeah, you know, and seriously. Clones. Um, or, is it, or is it the uh, the other one? The, the one that, have you seen this boy? The second one at <laughs> T-1000 or whatever? Yeah, it's his debut. Before he was in the yeah. movie, he wrestled, actually. <laughs> Robert Patrick. And before he approached Wayne and Garth yeah. on the street or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yes, officers. There's something wrong. Have you seen this boy? I don't know! Early DDP, by the way, sounds like a cross between Jesse Ventura and Oliver Humperdink. I'm not... Hi, hi, baby. But there are things definitely happening here in the Professional Wrestling Federation, baby. Uh, DDP does say baby about 43 times, like he's Jim Neidhart on Fast Forward, and he's plugging like a show at a high school or something. They've talked about like 50 things already, and I have no idea about any of them. Like, <laughs> uh, seriously, they just they just keep saying things. Like, they're, it's like, yeah, this high school and Norma Jeans. Norma Jeans, you come into the bar, free tickets, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Get a drink if you uh, hand in your stub. And, uh, nasty and, Boys. Nasty Boys are the champion. I'm like, the Terminator. what the fuck is going on here? Like, Very rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, DDP then proudly displays plays his Marilyn Monroe shirt, speaking of Norma Jean here, and keeps saying baby, as we said. Baby, baby! <laughs> Very popular. 
in uh, Florida. <laughs> Very popular phrase down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Suple now throws us to our first match as the Nasty Boys make their entrance, Quinn. And they have Janet Jackson nasties. Nasty. That's good. Nasty Boys. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Like. And they are the new Florida Tag Team Champions on their way out. Pandemonium breaking these wild things. But Quinn, their faces? That was, yeah. I didn't know I why thought they they're were. nasty. They shouldn't they, be faces. They, they should be nasty. Why were they faces? Seriously. That's I don't know. horrible. So here's the thing I did notice, though. This this They love to use real music on this show. Oh, how yeah. You, they're how, like us. Here's the thing, though. It's like the Janet Jackson nasty song right, or right. whatever. That is a good fucking song. How do you boo them when they come out? You're like, That's yeah. True. yeah. Like, and this she is was awesome. A, she was a big deal right around 89, right? Oh, yeah. This is like, I think Control was out. Opera, no, yeah. so look at you. Yeah. You're a Janet fan also? I like Janet. I didn't know that. I don't like, once she, once past the nutty professor, not so much <laughs> Janet anymore, but. Yeah, right, uh, 95 was that song she did where her brother was very good. What was the name of it? Make God. Me Want to Scream. Yeah, Scream. Get, yeah. So it was called Scream, right? That's a cool song. That is a cool and song. Video the crossover, too. Michael uh-huh. Jackson and Janet and Jackson. And Janet. Yeah. Amber Latoya also did music Stop, for Stop, don't oh, bring that up. This week in Today Newspaper, Michael Jackson's sister, Latoya. Find out what life was really like behind the scenes with my glamorous family. Uh, Nasties have their very crappy tag belts with them and their usual attire. Or, although their coats are like more serious, I can't explain it. Yeah. Like their, their their leather coats are just a little more like mean. At the same time, I like half expected them to have face paint on for some reason, but they didn't. Like I, I don't know why. It was maybe because the coats. Maybe. Like, like I, I just don't. There's something like I was like they look naked or something. Right. Like they're like missing something. <laughs> now uh, their opponents are the team of. Comrade Busick. Yes, that Busick. Before he was a big bully. Yeah. Like he wasn't bullying no, people yet. I just yet. kept calling him Big Bully. Of course. Like, I mean, it's I, a I lot easier. Anything. I didn't even know he was in anything before fucking WF. Comrade like, Busick. Of so course. generic. And uh, now Gordon can't seem to figure out who the opponent is because he keeps saying the gladiator. Uh, but the on screen says El Diablo. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Diablo. Right. Maybe I didn't hear the gladiator or whatever. He said it several times. Yeah. So we're off to a good start here. Uh, Mickey J, Quinn. Yes, that Mickey J is our referee. Should have been Mickey V. That deep V <laughs> ref shirt. He is. He. It, it is concerning how deep that V is. Like it is like practically down to his like uh, nipples. Below like, nipple, it, like, yeah, sternum. Like, yeah, it's like insane. I've I've never seen a ref where I've seen ref wear V necks before, but I have sure. never seen that V <laughs> be that deep. V? Yeah, it's, holy shit. I'm like, Roman V. See his hair popping out of it. It's like it. disgusting. Uh, DDP, of course, is like that's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that was actually funny because that's the way he did it too. It was just very casual, and he never really mentioned again. He, Mickey Mouse. It's like and Mickey V, and then he just goes Mickey Mouse, and then like they just move on. Yeah, Mickey J is the official referee. Mickey Mouse. Uh, this is from the Tampa, Florida Sportatorium, by the way, not the oh, Dallas the Sportatorium. Yeah. It looks very NWA. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, you know, all the flags yep, and yep. shit. Like, it, it's almost like Small I ring. bet you that this was designed to look like Saturday night just in Florida. Like, I would say so, yeah. Because if it's a, is this technically an NWA territory still or um, not? I can't tell because they say sanctioned by PWA. They I, it's never, not. No, it's not NWA. They, yeah, they never mention the it's NWA local. at all. Nope. As far as I know, it's not. You can tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. folks. Uh, USA chant to start here as Busick poses for the crowd to booze, of course. Knob starts with a bully, rakes the mustache. Uh, DDP gets all. All upset, but Gordon's like, I didn't see anything going on there. Uh, lock up again. Irik by Busick, belly to belly, Suple. Sags is in now, and the Nasties land a double team Suple for two. Uh, I'll say this, Quinn. Bully looks a lot less stupid here for some reason. Yeah. I, Maybe he's got pants on instead of just, tights. It just doesn't. 
And he's not good. He's irrelevant but. is the problem. Is like, I just don't care. Like, it's Big Bully Busick. Yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't even have the bowler hat. He only had a Russian hat. Yeah, like, that's the other. Same mustache, yeah, though. Yeah, it's but, just no mm, sweater. I, no I don't know. sweater. He's not what a bully. Was he, what was he supposed to be, like, Bluto or something from Popeye? <laughs> what did you tell me he was supposed to be? I, I, not that, but that's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's an amazing reference. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, that's like, good enough you know for me. You know who I'm talking about, right? I know the, the Bluto bad, is. Yeah, the bad guy Sometimes known as Brutus, too. Brutus, whatever. Occasionally. Yeah. But normally Bluto. Yeah, you were telling me he was supposed to be something else, <laughs> not though. Not Bluto? Okay. That's amazing, though. Yeah. No, I like that better. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, crowd keeps chanting nasty, which might actually be directed at the venue itself. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it is, is gross looking. Could you imagine if there's like concessions here? Like, what would they even be? Uh, oh, I mean, I think the concession they made is that they don't eat their food <laughs> up all the way. God, uh, El Diablo is in and Gordon is now actually saying his name correctly. Drop toehold by Sags, which is such a street fighting move, you know, for these nasty boys. Uh, so nasty. <laughs> Gordon decides to tell a story about how he was in Quito, Ecuador, which is funny. That's where my wife is from. Yeah. And how people really like El Diablo there. Now, at this point, I'm like, I really doubt Gordon actually went there. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, then he just starts dropping more clues, which I'm like, oh, shit, did he go there? Hola, gracias, yeah. everybody. I am uh, not uh, from here. It's weird how the slow reveal. Like, yeah, there's like, a lot. Like, how, at first, I just thought he was bullshitting because, like, oh, El Diablo from Ecuador. So it's like, I've been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and DDP with a very valid question. He's like, what were you doing in Ecuador? Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. That's my question. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck what is are you he doing, doing down there? Yeah. Uh, now, Soli and DDP have, like, some very good-natured banter about getting all these different plugs in. You know, like, uh, DDP is busting Soli's balls for bringing up Delta. Delta Gor- Airlines. Delta yeah. Airlines, right. Which, Gor- again, another clue that maybe he actually did go to Ecuador. Right. Uh, Gordon is busting DDP's balls for Norma Jeans over and over again, and meanwhile, Sags is just working the leg, you know? DDP is, like, really shitting on Delta Airlines, too. He's like, what are you doing that for? Yeah, you know? he's, like, he's like, we don't need to hear about that on this show. It's like... In the country, of course, I fly with Delta all the time, but... Uh, Talk about getting in plugs. Will you pay attention to Matt and do play-by-play here? All right. Give me a break. You picked up on that. All right, that's fair enough. And then there's something about a $1,000 hot wing contest at Norma Jeans. Oh, my God. Like, I, love, show, I love the commentary. This show, the commentary is great. It's but so good. For all like the wrong reasons, yeah. like all the just like it just it really does sound like this guy is just doing this to hype his bar. Yes, like, DDP. It, yes, and it, it sounds the description of it. It sounds like every bar I've ever been to in LBI. <laughs> like you know what I mean. I know what like, you there's mean. There's some local band. There's trivia that cover. <laughs> Trivia. Southside Johnny. Yeah, Southside Johnny. Uh, <laughs> girls working there that are like, they're fake Hooters girls. They're not like the real ones. You know what I mean. I know Because right? it's mean. like local. Yep, I totally get it. Dirty like Coke glass and everything. There, there's a tiki bar just because. Yeah, like, the extra like, bar. The rest of the bar is normal, but there's also the tiki bar because there's a boardwalk yeah, section. It's not open all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. It's not open all the time. It's sad when it's yeah, not. It, it's so funny. I bet you this is exactly what Norma Jeans was like. We're going to have to find yeah. out. Uh, Gordon, though, is all deadpan about the hot wing contest. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about entering that. Yeah, <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, I'm thinking about entering that. No, Nobs is in now to work the tag. This whole thing is just crummy. Oh, the match is bad. <laughs> the commentary is what it's all it's about. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sags is in again. Nothing new happening in the ring. Just laying around working legs. And you, again, you could tell the announcers know this sucks. Yeah. Like they, they know because they just go, they are in complete, like, whatever is not this, we're talking about. <laughs> well, because there's yeah. nothing to talk about match-wise. Right. Yeah. They're literally just laying around, taking turns laying around on the guy's leg. It's it's ass. And at least DDP it's and an Gordon. Ass, man. Stop. At least DDP and Gordon are fun. And then we have another little line where 
Gordon's like, this is not a title match, my friend, so just bear that in mind. And DDP's like, yeah, figures. Yeah. What, kind of, <laughs> what kind of champion is that? <laughs> like, oh, man. I know, it's good. You should be saying that. And then Gordon plugs a Ted Webb sports radio show. What are they like? They, they, this is so local. <laughs> I know, very. The V32 channel. Remember I that? almost wish there was like, I wish that like every every area of the country and i know there was territories in every area i wish that like we had one of these like very oh, man. imagine turning one of these shows on if so it was good. just like like central jersey or whatever yeah and like and it's just like talking about freaking like i don't know nobody beats the whiz like, <laughs> yeah, right right i'm like get a new tv yeah, uh, 19 yeah. inch tv and right. nobody beats the whiz uh mr goodbye remember yeah. that place <laughs> mr goodbye but yeah that's what i mean it's like it would be like amazing yeah if like the, the, that kind of because that's what this is they're just yes. like if you live there at the time you probably know every fucking thing they're talking Absolutely. about like ted webb's radio show <laughs> yeah. and all this <laughs> shit that is yeah knobs is back in now this is nasty sax is in again more like work oh, quinn why are the well, first of all why are the nasties faces yeah and why are the faces dominating they're not even like setting up for a hot tag right. like that's why the crowd's dead and they're fighting jobbers yeah <laughs> horrible they're just dominating jobbers yes. like they're not even letting them get offense no. it's like what is the point and it's long it's really long it's every like cardinal sin of a bad jobber match correct yeah uh finally we get a move a power slam by knobs and a flying elbow thing by sags gets the win gordon not even fucking paying attention to the finishes rambling over it after the problems we had last week, aha, we've got a tag and a. I'm gonna go handle that with We've got, we've got a pinfall. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> None of it matters. This uh, that was just poor. Very the poor. The whole thing was poor. Dreadfully boring. Uh, yeah. Announcers were good. We cut back to Gordon as I noticed that the mic flag has a very imitation uh, yeah, WWF I logo. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Their PWF. logo was kind of shitty in general because there's also like a flag of it at some point in the background. <laughs> Junky. Yeah. Uh, Gordon throws us to Al Perez backstage, who's with a. Uh, Oliver Humperdinck as DDP runs in. So they're in some like wood paneled locker room. DDP appears to have some problems with Perez. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, you know? Yeah. And Perez is wearing a very nice tennis shirt. And why does Al Perez matter? I don't like, know. I don't know. Was he a big deal in NWA? A little bit. Yes. A little. I, I don't know. Remember I, him, do you remember him in WF? Briefly. Like right after this? Like yeah, 89, I, 90? That's actually where I remember him more. Like, oh, really? not it, the NWA? Him being in WF for like a second. Yeah. Like, he never I don't did remember anything. much about him in WCW. Pretty good wrestler. Yeah. Al Perez, he's okay. Um, I wouldn't say he matters a lot. Was he one of, was Al Perez one of the guys that came in with like Jim Powers and all those losers? No. Like, no, in WCW? Maybe. I don't think. It's possible, I'll actually. Have to look into that. I, we gotta one day find that beach volleyball promo where they're all like, the new blood of WCW <laughs> in like 1995. I know what you mean, like yes. Whole, and they're all 40. They're all like 40, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Al uh, warns DDP not to mess with his family and to get out of his face. He then walks away with a Halliburton as the crowd cheers. Yeah, as DDP makes like a sad face, like it's Smackdown 2. <laughs> like this whole show, very video game, Joe. Like, Smackdown 2. Yeah. Well, when they walk away, like, and, the, and Michael like, Cole's the, like, like the shrug shoulders, yeah. like, you, you know what I there's 30 other guys in here we can... Wait, wait, wait a minute. First of all, what's the problem? What are you, are you irritated because I didn't bring you a diamond doll tonight? Now, Gordon solely theorizes that Al Perez just walked out on DDP. I guess they were together because he was a valuable component of his uh, Diamond Dallas uh, situation. <laughs> Is it not like... <laughs> 
canon what the diamond exchange <laughs> that's yet? That's what like, I don't know. Yeah, Did they say not- that? I thought that he said that at some point, but they never. Gordon just forgot. Gordon probably doesn't know what the fuck that even is. Like he's like, what? (laughs) It's like a diamond situation, whatever. Well, don't worry, Quinn. Next up is the Big Steel Man. (laughs) What is that name? It's just fucking tugboat. Like seriously, it is Shockmaster himself, Typhoon. Uh, We're back now. DDP and Humperdinker both ringside. Now, DDP gets on the mic to introduce Big Steel Man and Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses <laughs> this queues whole, up. This whole segment is very DDP. Like, oh, again, yeah. That, that, that music just playing, I'm like, man, Norma Jean's bar. Trashy like, I, I bar wanna, scene. I want to fucking go to Norma Jean's right now yeah. on, on the boardwalk in Florida or whatever. DDP, and I don't know what he did before wrestling. But How did he pull this off? He <laughs> would have fit right in. Like a, a, like a, Was he a bar owner? Is that what he did? What was yeah. he? I don't remember. I don't know, but you know what? He comes off like every guy I've ever met at the Jersey Shore no, at a bar. Point Pleasant. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous actually that he had a Florida thing going because most Jersey Shore guys, they never fucking leave, but... Well, you know, the Jersey Shore and um, Central Florida are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? I've never been down to Florida, but I, I feel I like I feel right at home Tampa. in a weird, like the beach beach situation yes. not like in the middle of the state, no not like, not the hick hick y- but yeah but i i, I feel like the, the beach situation feels very similar to new jersey yeah the central florida like yeah. like tampa clearwater beach area yeah. yes it's similar thankfully though quinn the uh big steel man does not trip you know yes right. it's uncle fred he even has like the helmet like I uncle know, fred i know i know like, like honestly i it was hard for me not to think of him as uncle fred the no whole time. seriously and the other the fact that also he's connected to dusty roads and this is a dusty oh, roads joint like, yes yeah. good point i didn't even think of that yeah good point question yeah why is humperdink even out there when ddp like appears to be like he's the new Humperdink? like Oliver Humperdinck and DDP are both managers. Right. So I get the impression that it's like, it's supposed to be more nefarious because these two dicks are teaming up. It's like, it's like having like Captain Lou and Blassie together. Uh, it's like way worse. Both like, that's managing why, like, Ray Steven. That's why Ray Steven is so evil right. yeah. and even. Right. Of course. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Steelman's opponents are Brady Higgins and Lou Perez in a handicap match. Yeah. And uh, Lou Perez. Lou Perez. So Steelman. No one ever heard of Lou Perez. Get the fuck out of here. What is this? <laughs> so he kicks Perez as Steelman does. Uh, ass to start. Higgins gets Irish whipped. Eats a clothesline. Mickey J still the referee. Still with a V neck. Yep. Uh, DDP takes umbrage with Gordon saying that he's lost Al, Al Perez. He's all like, "What? What? Yeah, like the the, the reaction. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a very good what. Uh, Steel with a side backbreaker, which is called poetry in motion by DDP. But isn't that somebody else's move? Like a Hardy Boy. Or yeah, something same, like yeah. 2000. Oh, God. <laughs> now Al Perez runs out and attacks Big Steel Man as DD flips out. Man? I can't get over that. <laughs> now, without any background, Al looks like an absolute dick here, yeah, I must I admit. I don't like, know what's going on, right? Yeah. We don't. They, we're, they, we're they did a very poor job explaining. They just showed a backstage segment. They don't like each other anymore. But other than that, like, why is he interfering in this fucking yeah, match? We don't understand like, yet. What, what is his big steel man wasn't involved till this point? Right, exactly. Like, he, he, I didn't even I didn't even know he was managed by those people until Correct. he came out. And even then, I was like, what does he have to do with any of that? <laughs> right, but we'll find out. So now Humperdinck runs in with his floral like ladies coat and he yeah. gets punched by Al Perez. I, it's like a Captain Lou special. Honestly, well, he was a ripoff of Captain he Lou. Really is. He really is. Really is seriously. Yeah. Uh, DDP, by the way, on commentary, sounds like a cartoon villain with his reactions. Like, oh, that's horrible! Yeah. Oh my god! What? <laughs> yeah, what? what? Wait what a second! What is that? Wait a second! Al Perez just came charging in what the ring. He saw what happened last week, and Al Perez has decided, apparently, 
He's had all of that he wanted. I've had it with this. Perez pounds away on Typhoon and Dink here, and then grabs a chair to clear the ring. Uh, DDP gets up to calm down Typhoon as we find out now, finally, that Al and Lou Perez are cousins. So that is what Al was talking now, about I when he swear, meant family. I swear in the middle of that match that Gordon, I, maybe this is just all headcanon or whatever, but I swear Gordon said they're brothers. He might have messed up, but yeah. for the rest of it, he keeps saying okay. cousins. Yeah. Okay. Al is now over by Gordon. He wandered over there. Soli says that um, he knows what family means because he's been in Tampa for 37 years. Then what is that? How does that make you know? What What if you lived in Tampa in a one-bedroom apartment for 37 years? Like, what? How would you know shit about family then? And then Al is like, you don't really know because you're not Latin. Right. And then I'm like, excuse me? What? I'm, I'm pretty sure every human being on the planet has a family. Like, at least someone. Yeah, at least, like, I mean, they were born. Right. They? Like, but his whole point, I guess, is don't fuck with his cousin. Anybody else, sure, fuck with him, but yeah. don't fuck with his cousin. Right. And all, he's also mumbling about logs yeah, or something. What? I don't even care. Like, I, 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 he said something about logs. He did. Like, he just said the, very blatantly logs. We're going to get the logs. Like, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. After Perez storms away, though, Gordon's like, a, I am not a Latino. I am a Polak. Right. <laughs> what? Why, what? Does, why does knowing a thing about family have to do with, like, your what, ethnicity? Yeah, what? I'm every, sorry. You know, like, every ethnicity has, a fa- has like, in families. Some, yeah. Like, like oh, they generally all have family values in yeah, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Generally. Gordon then throws the commercial and probably takes another swig of whatever brown liquor he has nearby, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely a little, oh, God. little tipsy here. Yeah. I do like the bumper music a real lot, it's by good. the way. It's, it's really okay. good. Uh, we're back now where Steve Gator Kern, yes, is making yeah, his entrance. Gator. I guess when this was the transitional period when he went from Steve Kern to the Alligator Man. Right. Well, that's because Al Perez had a monopoly on Al, so he couldn't be Alligator. He had to just be Gator. You know? Very good. Uh, also, not to be confused with Steve Gator Wolf. Oh, remember that loser? Yeah. This By is, the way, Kern yeah. has leather, so he looks more like a biker, <laughs> and he has, like, less skullet. Yeah, In true. fact, I don't think he has any skullet. Yeah. He's, like, Skinner, but not Skinner. Yeah. Like, it's very strange. He's morphing out of, like, the, um, you know, the, the Fabulous Ones version of Steve Kern. Right. He's from getting the a little more rough. Yeah. Like... I don't know, just a little more living in the Everglades, Man, does, a little less uh, being fabulous. Does that guy look like Florida or what? Oh, Steve yeah. Kern? <laughs> but he also, like, is legitimately awesome. Like, I, I like him a lot. See, I told you. I knew well, you were going to... I like him here. Uh, the Skinner character I know you don't like shitty. Skinner, but I've yeah. always told you, Steve Kern is good. Well, yeah, I, you'll he's, see. Uh, yeah. We'll get into this, but he's actually okay here. He, he's good, man. Yeah. He, he honestly is. His opponent is Rick Diamond, who is not related yeah. to Paul or to Neil. And then a uh, lockup goes nowhere, as Gordon wonders if Rick Diamond is affiliated with DDP. That that's makes like, a lot of sense, that's actually. That's question you would ask. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> now, is he di- with DDP? Diamond Mine, or whatever it is. Diamond Exchange, is I forget. It, I thought there's, but those were both... Both Diamond Owls page joints. They the are. Di- there was the Diamond Mine, the Diamond Exchange, and the Diamond Dolls. Now he had that was AWA also, wasn't he? In all, he was fucking. Everywhere, he was everywhere, man. right? Yeah. WCW. Dude, this guy was like a hustler, man. Like he got involved in everything. Yep. And he and he rode it all the way to the top to the point by '98. He's like the biggest fucking thing yep. in WCW. Like and like legitimately over. And by all accounts, one of the nicest guys in the business yeah. too. I yeah. like him. I Eric like him a Bischoff lot. Bischoff always said he was like the hardest working guy he'd ever yeah. met in wrestling. He hustled his yeah. ass off, yeah. man. Yep. Uh, Kern kicks some ass here as Gordon says that everyone gets a free drink if they bring their high school ticket stubs to Norma Jeans. There we go. The more <laughs> more hustle there. 
Sounds like Gordon has a pocket full of stubs himself. Yeah. Uh, we get a shot of Oliver Humperdinck and Ho Chi Win. What? Are you sure he's not Raiden from Mortal Kombat? And really, Ho Chi Win, the Vietnam <laughs> reference? What the? What? It's just, I just hate how it's, it's not off by Ho Chi Minh enough. It's yeah. like Ho Chi Win. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, but no, it's like you have to be, it's not even 30% different. It's not different. even clever. Yeah, it's not even 33.3 or whatever. Stop. Don't bring it's, that up. It's it's real. It's, it's how you get away with like copyright stuff. <laughs> uh, sleep Ah by Kern and this crap is over. On the replay, Gordon warns us, Gwen, that the Sleep Ah is lethal. I, I can't even, two weeks in a row, Joe. Are you fucking kidding me? So never fucking try the sleeper, you asshole. Uh, Ever since we talked about that, it keeps coming up in absolutely everything we're doing. I know, it's funny. (laughs) Steve Gator Kern wanders over and out of the table to talk to Gordon. He's very happy that Al Perez was all, hey, screw you, DDP. Mm -hmm. Uh, He rambles on about how he's wrestled Japanese people, he's wrestled Australian people, South American people, Canadian people, but Kern's dad was a Vietnam POW, so fuck Ho Chi Minh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he also says he doesn't give a fuck where he wrestles because he wrestles in the USA or for the USA. Now, two things here. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure at one point he says Vietnam POW. Yes, he does. he also says World my War dad II. was in World War Two. He and, does. Which had me like, how? Like, how? I think like, it, that makes more sense. Maybe he misspoke because he was born yeah. in like 1950. Maybe yeah, he was the Vietnam POW. Yeah, so I was like very confused. Also, he's acting like Steve Austin. He's <laughs> yeah. like calling Humperdinck's son, and it comes off like a good Larry Zabisco in a weird way. Like, I don't know. There's it's something just, good about him, right? I really like this promo. But Humperdinck, you know, you walk a fine line, son. He's like, next week, I'm going to bring some pictures and some fucking newspaper clippings of my past. I was like, good. Fuck you, dink. Yeah, like, a dick. Seriously, like, Steve Kern is good. <laughs> I know. I never thought I'd hear Quinn say it. This is amazing. Quinn yeah. is all into Steve I Kern, like Gator folks. Kern. Gator Kern. Not alligator Kern. No, not full Gator. Not not fabulous Kern. You never uh, go full Gator. Yeah. What's wrong with fabulous Kern? He's not as fabulous. Sorry. I like <laughs> the, the Gator is okay. where it's at. Don't be a hater. You gotta like the Gator. Yeah. Uh, we go to break and come back where the Terminator is in the ring. His opponent enters to Van Halen. I think I think I heard David Lee Roth there. It's the Florida heavyweight champion Dustin, yep. Dustin Rhodes. And I can already tell this is going to be long. Like I could just, yeah. I could just feel it. Like yeah. when he was coming out. I know. Uh, first of all, Dustin's like literally twenty or nineteen here. Yeah. Secondly, I had to look this up. The Terminator is Michael Laurinaitis. Okay, That's you know, the brother that, that, of Johnny Ace and Animal. That is so funny because the whole time, I'm like this guy looks like fucking Animal, but I didn't write it down or anything. That's just like because they didn't really talk about him after the match was over. So no. I was just like whatever and. But yeah, he really did look he like a Laronitis. Yeah, the hair, that's what gave it away. And he has like Jerry Lawler's tights for some reason. On. Yeah, but he looks a little like Animal. Aren't, with... aren't all Laronitis born with face paint on? Did Ace wear it? Uh, at some point, probably. Yeah, yeah, not when he was dynamic dude, though. I think it's actually like they rub their skin off and the right. face paint's underneath. It's, built it's, it's in. like it's like reverse or yeah. whatever for the for Laronitis. Good point, Laryngitis. Yeah. Side headlock by Dustin, uh, push off, drop down, hip toss by Dustin, cross body, but he misses a drop kick. Vertical suplex by the Terminator, body slam and a knee drop gets two. Irish whip, duck under by Dustin on the clothesline. Gordon decides to say hi to the producer. What was right. that about? I yeah. like to say hi that to our was producer. So random, but also the match was really boring. Yeah, it's so true. I, I don't blame him. It's like well, I like to say hi to Billy, the producer. <laughs> you know weird. how he is. Like, wouldn't he say hi to him earlier in the day at work? 
Like when he showed up? I think he wanted to give him the shout out on the show. Oh, for the fans' benefit. Right, yeah. Maybe it's a new producer. Yeah. That could be the other thing. Yeah, who knows? Um, Terminator with a backbreaker for two. DDP keeps calling Mickey J Mickey Mouse. Dustin fights back to literally no reaction with punches and a bionic elbow. Uh, He goes for the cover until... Kendall Wyndham storms in, and he beats the crap out of Dustin. The funny part is how how much DDP loves oh, yeah. Quinn. He's all happy about oh, that. Oh, wow, great! You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> flipping out. Boy, I recognize him. That's Kendall Wyndham. It is, baby! Oh, that big Kendall cowboy Wyndham right there! Catching, uh, Beautiful! Natural. I, I, he's the happiest person to ever see Kendall Wyndham show up. The only person ever yeah. happy to see Kendall Wyndham. Huge flying clothesline by Kendall, and then a regular clothesline. Yeah, so... Kendall Wyndham actually did stuff besides just be nobody. I guess. Like, that's real. I've never seen him be good. He is awful. He's crap. Uh, rap is crap. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. That was the only good thing he did. Uh, Gore- Bobby Duncombe Jr. Junior. and all these. And Barry Wyndham, right? It's basically all the people that, and like, Kurt. They, other than Kurt, it's all the people they tried to push as main eventers yeah. and all failed. And I like that Kurt was the only one not from Texas, too. Right. It was a funny part. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon throws us to a Humperdinck who is with Kendall Wyndham. He's dressed like 1987 Uncle oh, Jesse, yeah. I swear. Like it's he's about, about to go down in the Smash Club and play his oldies, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Th- thank you, Humper. Thank you, Humper. He sounds like he eats toothpaste. Like, he just stinks. <laughs> Uncle Jesse and the Sock Puppets or whatever that fucking band is. Oh, Hot Daddy Mon- and the Monkey Puppets. Sorry, That's wrong. later. It's 94. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how I can, my brain can somehow always find a way to fuck that name up? Yes, like, you've done it plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humper now throws to break, or excuse me, Gordon throws to break, and we come back to... <sighs> Tyree Pride, the Caribbean champion. I know we saw him in some other promotion, and I don't care. His opponent, I kid you not, is the coconut kid. You can't even make this shit up. And by the way, the kid here, he looks like he's like 47 years old. Like, they, so they, old. They, they, they like kind Shawn of Michaels. allude that it's the Caribbean division. So it's yeah. like, um, it's amazing that they called the opponent the coconut. coconut That's kid. fucking ridiculous. That's terrible. They just reverse arm ringers for no reason for a little while. This whole match is for no reason. Yeah. Pride snaps off a drop kick into an arm drag. Armbar by Pride. Coconut Kid is up. Pounds away. Irish whip backdrop. Leapfrog by Pride. And reverse butt drop into an arm drag. As Mickey J's shirt continues to upset me. <laughs> so upsetting. He's the ref for every match, isn't he? Oh, I think yeah. I've just like, noticed uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is. Yeah. Uh, Coconut back in control with an Irish whip. A slam by Price and a Pride. Excuse Pride. And a Fisher happy Price. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> you could should. say that's his name and I probably wouldn't notice, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Headbutt by Pride. Irish whip spinning back elbow. Uh, the crowd is dead silent, yeah. by the way. Gordon's talking about TV schedules, more talk about Norma Jean's bar. Just end this! It's horrible! <laughs> yeah, the crowd does not care. Uh, right hands in an Irish whip and a backdrop by Pride. How is there still ten minutes left on this show, Joe? I'm serious. Like, I was like looking at the clock and I'm like, how is that even possible? I don't know. Like, there's not even a crowd anymore. <laughs> like, they're just... We're, they're like, not reacting to anything. Do we get to leave yet? Like, we want to go to Norma Jean's for yeah, drinks Yeah, we want the free drinks. Yeah. Monkey flip by Pride and a snap suplex gets two. Coconut Kid now with a backdrop and a corner charge. Nice body slam and he heads up but gets drop kicked and crotched by Pride. And then Pride lands a super play for the win. I have never seen a crowd in my life, Joe, yeah. have no reaction to a superplex. Oh, in my yeah, life. right, in right. My, in my life, I have never seen that. He just does that. Everyone's kind of like talking amongst themselves, uh-huh. not really uh-huh. like caring yeah. that he did that. They're, they're just thinking about like, is there drinks after this yeah. or whatever? <laughs> Can I go home now? Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Unfortunately, Gordon wants to talk to Pride now, so we have Why? to deal with that. I don't know. Just he, get on with it. Like, he runs down all of the languages that Pride speaks. Who cares? 
And Pride says nothing of importance in English, and then nothing of importance in either French, Haitian, or somewhere I could not tell. The Portuguese or something. Maybe. I don't even understand the point of this interview, to be I honest I agree with you. It yeah. said nothing that matters. He said something about experience. That's about it. <laughs> like, I don't know what that meant. It was pointless. Yeah. It was literally stupid. Back from break now, where Gordon wants to thank the following. Uh, Bahamas Air. Charlie's Place. Affordable copies whose repair service on your copier is only $35 an hour. Yep. <laughs> Carolwood Office Services asked for Cynthia Bissell. Gulf Southern Enterprises Painting and Drywall. DeVoe Paint. Time for our final match now. Local. Yes. Very local. Very local. Well, DeVoe Paint. Yeah. Big hot name. Uh, <laughs> time for our final match, Quinn. It is uh, Jomo Kenya versus. <laughs> First of all, Jomo Kenya <laughs> yeah. versus Joe Babby St. Fleur. <laughs> okay, now I have, a, first of all, Babby. How is Babby formed? How is formed? Babby formed, yes. How is Babby formed? <laughs> Second of all, Jomo looks like a heavenly body crossed with Jamie Noble Boy. Jamie Noble Boy? Yeah, seriously, well, it looks you- like Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey and Jamie Noble Boy. Because he it. is Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Wow, he, he did look less like fat for some reason. <laughs> he looked good. Yeah, he, I wrote. I was like, he looks like Brian Blair and uh, a heavenly body. I, that's what I had, and I looked him up. I was like, holy shit, that's just Jimmy Del Rey. Holy shit, that's <laughs> Isn't funny. That funny. Yeah, it actually, I, I, is. I didn't care enough to look it up. To I know be you don't have to do. Yeah. That. I do that. I got you. Remember. Usually, he, still, he, I do the he's research. got some Jamie Noble boy in him too. Because because that freeze frame of his face before that that was like that was where I was like, oh, Jamie Noble boy. He was a young gigolo. Yeah, just a gigolo. But he was like with his eyes were all like <laughs> bugging out. I don't know. Irish whip by Jomo and a nice drop kick here. Nice belly to belly play and then a gut wrench. Yeah, crowd is dead silent again. Again, uh, you just hear the crickets. Really it's terrible. The flare with a sunset flip off the ropes for two and Del Rey pulls out a foreign object, leaps. Over the ref and nails LaFleur. That was a good spot, now, actually. Joe, I, I will say this. I'm a little disappointed in your notes that you call him LaFleur instead what? of Babby. Like, because I just called him fucking Babby the whole time. Like, how do you not, like, sorry. his name is Babby. It's a lot easier to yeah, say, yeah. too. Uh, big rights until fucking Tyree Pride comes in with a chair. What the hell? What like, the heck was that? What the? That was bullshit. He was, like, I know he took, like, a string out of his tights to, like, punch him with it, but yeah, string. Uh, like, that's what it looked like. String it, cheese. It just looked like he took the string from his, like, and, like, and was used like, that as punch a, him with yeah. a string or whatever. <laughs> it's like it wasn't worthy of it interference, was, in my right, opinion. Right, <laughs> So, basically, Jomo, let me get this straight. Jomo Kenya wins, and uh, Babby looked like a giant Babby. Yeah, big <laughs> right? jobber Babby. Big jobber Babby. Yeah. DDP is awesome. He's all bent out of shape as Pride now comes over. And yells in another language about this whole thing. Which is literally pointless with that translation. And then he calls out DDP for, like, no reason. He's like, F-I-U, DDP. It's like, but DDP is just like, why are you even here? He's like, like don't yell at me. Yeah, it's like, I have no, like, who are you? Even, like, like I'm not involved here. in the Caribbean division. Like, concern yeah. himself with it's that. It's amazing that there was two matches in the Caribbean division in one show. Because, like, Jomo was definitely in the Caribbean division. Right, and uh, Babby was in the yeah. Caribbean, and Tyree Pride in the yeah. Caribbean, and Coconut Kid. Exactly. They're all in the Caribbean division. DDP's right. like, get out of here. DDP's like, I'm not involved. I'm in the, the Florida Championship Belt division <laughs> yeah. with Al Perez and Gator Man and, and all Lou that. Perez. Yeah. And, Lou Perez. And yes. Big Steel Man. Right. Um, so, anyway. Very division-y, this A show. lot of divisions. Joy uh, division, really. <laughs> because there isn't joy. Uh, let's get some new order going here, yeah. Quinn. So, uh... So Tyree Pride storms away as Gordon runs down some things that we saw today, starting with the Al Perez and Big Steelman angle, followed by Dustin getting attacked by Kendall Wyndham. We saw all of this. Just <laughs> sign off, please. Like you don't need to recap something that happened five minutes ago. I, I don't like when anything does that. that. Yeah. When Raw does that, especially yeah, it's like, now, dude. Like I <laughs> listen. I'm watching this crap. It's crap. 
So, like, there's no way... If I'm already in, there's no way I've been changing around. <laughs> right, right. Like, You're already watching yeah. it. Um, and with that, we actually do sign off. DDP with a very Michael Quinn-esque, see ya! True. There you go. <laughs> On behalf of Dallas Page, Gordon Soli saying so long. See ya! Credits over the good music, and that's that. Overall... Decent show. Announcing yeah. was very, very yeah, fun. Was, yeah, okay show. Good announcing. The crowd was awful. That's the but, worst. And I don't know what this whole Caribbean division I thing is. It's like, it was just so different from the rest of the show, too. It was. It like was. Completely different wrestlers. They're not involved in anything. Nice to see you enjoying Gordon Soley. He was okay here. Um, it's, it's, I think he's the, better with a partner. I always, yeah, I always think Gordon's better when you can get him off his guard and he's like a little more casual. Like Piper he's, was good with him. Yeah. And, yeah, stuff it's like true. that. It, like Continental Gordon. That's Continental Con- Gordon's that's, really good. That's the best Gordon. I never like Gordon when he's straight, like with the Crockett's or whatever. He's, In, he's like, never. You don't know, like 70s Gordon. He's just not as fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not supposed to be, but yeah, he's yeah. great here. No one cares. Yeah. He does not give a he shit. He's ta- ca- he can talk about bullshit, like, too. Like, he's good at it. He's cashing a check yeah. here. Exactly. I wonder if he had a piece of this promotion. Maybe. He was like Mr. Florida, right? That's true. I wonder if he had a piece of this. Folks, just, a, you, just a little side hustle. Right. Yeah, folks, if you know more about this promotion, I'm not being funny. If you do, let us know, because I'm not going to pretend that I did extensive research. I didn't. Right. But if you have more info, throw it at us. I want to know more about this. How much longer did it run? You know, I don't know when it died out. It honestly seems like it was just a venue for advertising. I'm not kidding. Like, advertising local businesses. Yeah. Like, that's, like they, they probably went to bars and and restaurants and right stuff. like i'm like that's what this came off as mostly no i think i agree with you quinn it's, yeah. it's very local very homespun and i think and that there's a there's room for that i almost like wish to this day i wish there was more local promotions in that fashion where they don't exist to take over the world they t- right. they exist to maybe give young wrestlers a chance and also work with local businesses and just kind of like a fun thing sure. that could be in the neighborhood. Sure, like, totally you know I mean? agree. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I really don't understand why there isn't more stuff like this anymore. Very mom and pop style. Just like a right. fun neighborhood thing. A hundred people, I think, fit in that sportatorium yeah. I looked up. I don't think there's like... Come I, down to the matches, hang I, out. I, it's actually kind of a shame that there isn't room for that anymore across the country. Like just, Well, indie wrestling yeah. has that mentality, but the but thing is, not, it's all dominated by wrestling fans you know, the right. worst kind sorry this sorry is, this is still a catch-all like it's still yes. like it's like you bring br- your uncle down here you bring come, your mom down br- here bring your kids after the softball game yeah like watch the watch the wrestlers kill an hour or yeah, two yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. i mean and, and hang out you know right. maybe once a month even or, or yeah come with your friends and go to the bar afterwards again exactly that them. type of thing yeah uh, I think there is a place for that, or definitely was anyway. And you know what? I had no problem with the show. It's nice when we just get a breath of fresh air. We did the horrible Sunday Night Slam from right. last week with with the worst version of Gorilla Monsoon I've ever seen. That was last week. That was that terrible. was terrible. This was actually nice. This was actually nice. And folks, we hope you had a good time and nice time with us here as we've romped you yet again through the world of retro wrestling. We will, of course, be back. Next week, as we review something else, we'll be talking about another mid-carder. Give us your suggestions, please. And we will be uh, doing round two of the Royal Rankings of Entrance Music. Until that time, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can email us. Join the group. Check out patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But until next week, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn, and we are going to Norma Jeans. See ya. to say this that uh, I want to take a moment now to talk to Al Perez because very frankly I can only think of one thing I have been in uh, the city of Tampa for over 37 years I know I know exactly what family means and I think that's what got to you you know Sully you don't really know 
because you're not Latin the way I am. Steel Man, Humperdinck, Diamond Dennis, I told you before, there's 30 other guys we can beat up. 30 other guys to choose from. Not my cousin. 30 other guys, I'm with you 100%, but not my cousin. Nobody messes with my family. Humperdinck, you got big problems right now, because I don't care who you put in the ring with you to finish me off. I want a piece of you and the big steel record. I'm going to show you how to bring that big log down. Well, as I said, and I'll repeat it once again, and I think he repeated it so much better than I ever could. I really don't know. I am not a Latino. I'm a Polo. I'm a Polo.